Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the College to Pro.com NFL Draft Blast. host Bo Marchand. As always, we appreciate you stopping by and joining us. And today we're going to be joined with one of our favorite guests. He's the man with the inside information that we all want to know. It's none other than the NFL draft guru, Justin Van Fulpen. You can follow him on Twitter at J Van Fulpen. That's one L F U L P E N J V A N Fulpen. And you can follow him and find out what he brings. You can also check out more of his exclusive work at Next Level Football. And what Justin brings to the table is all the intangibles of NFL uh, director of all-star games, NFL agent, NFL guru of all information. But with that said, he's going to take some time and share his top 32 prospects for the 2021 draft, even though we don't know what's going to go on with COVID-19 kind of disrupting the life that we know it, especially in the collegiate world. Who knows how much college football we'll have. But with that said, Justin, good morning. How's this day treating you so far? Hey, good, Bo. Like you said, you know, we talked off air as far as, you know, we're hoping that we'll see college football this fall. Obviously, we hope everybody's safe and, you know, and, and doing well. Um, a lot of stuff going, you know, going on. And, and, and the, the most thing as far as we have a little bit of football to be able to escape some of the negative stuff that's going on here in the, in, in the world that we deal with. Definitely. Now, now I, I don't want to get too personal, but I ha- we did discuss this via text. But I want to I want to talk to you live about it. Now, we were down at the combine together, and there is a person named Justin Van Fulpen who was deathly ill. Do you think you had the COVID nineteen when you were at the combine? No, I mean, I mean, again, it, you know, I was definitely as far as ill there, and you know, I, I you know, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I never got tested. Let's say that. Yeah, I know you're saying, man. And you battled through, man. I mean, you 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 were you were down for the count, but you you didn't you never hit the canvas. Put it that way. I mean, every day you woke up battling, and you were out there doing your thing. But I remember getting back, and as this thing kind of exploded on our society, I kept thinking back. I'm like, man, Justin wasn't doing well. I'm like, I'm like, who knows? I'm like, possibly. <laughs> so, well, possibly. Hey, man, I'm glad yeah, you're I mean, I. You know, but the thing is, is you know, even if you're 100 percent healthy, you can't you can't hang in with with Bo uh, in the combine nights. You know, I mean, no one can. You got to be a special breed. Yeah, Justin, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't I haven't done anything like that. I mean, I think I went like three straight nights getting home at like, and and who knows? I mean, you know, you go to Las Vegas or New York City, some of those places. But I mean, in the, I mean, I remember leaving the bars at 3:30 a.m. and they were packed. I was, like people were still going to other places. I, I'm like, I'm done. I'm in like a drunk coma for God's sake. I, but hey, man, let's get to the, 
I'm telling you, it was rough. It was like I said, each day I was like, "There's no way," and then the next day and Friday, I was, I was, I was warped. I was done. And then uh, I remember my wife teasing me as I got home. You know, she's like, "You look exhausted." I go, "I am exhausted." Um, so man, we, you know, we just wrapped up the 2020 draft, and now you know we're kind of eye on the top 32 prospects. Um, I, I think we all know where you're going to go with the number one pick. He's been the proclaimed number one pick since he. Um, led Clemson to their national championship two years ago as a true freshman. Uh, but maybe it's not Trevor Lawrence. But, I mean, you know, I don't think there's a lot of uh, unknowns with that top guy. But I guess let's get this thing underway and, and let's stop. I guess start with the guy that you think is going to go off the top of the board in 2021. Yeah, you know, he hit, hit the neg- you know, nail on the head there with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, a guy who, you know, since he came in as a true freshman at Clemson, led them to a – uh, you know, a uh, national title was in the, the, you know, in the title game last year against the last year's or this year's number one overall pick, Joe Burrow, you know, lost there. And, and they're, you know, they'll have a number, uh, you know, top team, you know, next year. And, and Lawrence is obviously the number one guy. Now, a quick row, you know, our number two guy is, is Justin Fields. And I've had had some discussions with people that think that Justin Fields, at, uh, you know, they would take Justin Fields with the number one overall pick. So I don't think it's a slam dunk, slam dunk, you know, there. But I think, you know, if, you, if you're if you putting, okay, it's probably 90%, you know, Trevor Lawrence. But there is some people who like Justin Fields a little bit, you know, more than Trevor Lawrence. And I think we'll have that, you know, debate. You know, like we, we've had in the past years, whether it's, you know, Sam Darnold and, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield and uh, Josh Allen. And then you had, you know, last year where you had Joe Burrow and Tua and Justin Fields and you go way back, you know, you had the Peyton Man, I mean, the Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers, uh, you know, uh, Ben Roethlisberger's debate. You go even further, you go Tim Couch, uh, Donna <laughs> McNabb, Achilles Smith. I mean, so I think I think we've, we're going to have another group of three quarterbacks go real high this year. And they, they headline with uh, – uh, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence won too. Now, for you, I mean, now I, I get very leery of the Ohio State quarterbacks. You know, I mean, I know, you know, Ryan's there now and Urban Meyer's gone, but, you know, Cardell Jones, Terrell Pryor, uh, you know, I mean, Dwayne Haskins. I mean, there's a, a long list of mega productive guys at the collegiate level at Ohio State, but that doesn't usually transpire. And, you know, Urban Meyer, I mean, you've you got to probably go back to like Alex Smith when he was in Utah for a true prospect at the quarterback position I mean you know, Tebow was a, probably one of the greatest college quarterbacks but we know we never saw that success in the National Football League do you have hesitations when you look at Justin Fields and are, are would you be you know at this point right now just say we're drafting today you know with what you know would you feel comfortable taking Fields well I, I think I think you're 100% right when you look at there and you've got to try to look at okay hey what have guys done in that past system and it hasn't translated to a lot of success in the NFL you know now you know um Dwayne Haskins he's got a shot to to do it and I think Fields is the best of that group but you know if you've got to go ahead and put your career on the line I think you're still going to go ahead and, and say okay hey I want more of that prototypical you know, a pocket passer that Trevor Lawrence brings. But Trevor Lawrence has got some athleticism, you know, there. We saw him run in, in, the, in the playoffs against Ohio State. And we did have a matchup between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields last year in the playoffs. And Trevor Lawrence won that battle out. Now, and again, we'll move on to this, the, the third overall guy that you have for 2021. But um, I just think it's fun conversation for our listeners. Um, if you threw Lawrence and Fields in this 2020 class that we just saw, 
you know, with, uh, you know, uh, Tua and Burrow and Jordan Love and, and Herbert all going in the first round. Um, where were those, where would these two twenty one guys shake out, you think, uh, in terms of uh, if they were available this past April? I mean, I, I think Trevor Lawrence is still probably, you know, one even over Joe Burrow, probably a close there. Burrow's probably two. Two is three, you know, and then probably Fields is four, and then, you know, Justin Herbert's five, you know, there, you know, in terms of if we talk about those five quarterbacks exclusively. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. So we got two quarterbacks off the board at one and two. Um, who 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 do you think that third guy is going to be? Well, I think as far as you go out to the Pac-12, again, hopefully they have a season, but it's Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle from Oregon, who's just a, a dominant, you know, left tackle, prototypical 6'6", over 320 pounds. You know, it looks looks the part, you know, is there the part? Obviously, we saw, you know, the Giants take Andrew Thomas, uh, the Georgia tackle, with the number four pick overall this year. And some people were surprised that he was the tackle there. But I think Penny Sewell is like, you know, for to the class of a Jake Long, uh, you know, a, a you know, go back Orlando Pace. I mean, a, a Walter Jones. You know, that high level. You know, prototypical franchise left tackle uh, there. When it's all said and done, that the Oregon uh, uh, left tackle. Awesome. And once again, we're talking with Justin Van Poop and the NFL Draft Guru here on the C2P. And again, if you want to follow the JVP Justin Van Poop on Twitter at Jay Van Fulpen, and you can follow him and all what he brings to this next level of next level football. Um, so we got three offensive guys, top three picks so far, offense. Um, four, do we get defense? Are we still going offense? I think we're still going offense, you know, and it's, uh, uh, it's as far as position that was very talented in this year's draft. You go Jamar Chase, the wide receiver out of LSU, you know, just uh, the 2019 Belitnikoff Award winner set SEC records, you know, was – Joe Burrow's, you know, number one target there, you know, just a guy who, you know, runs good routes and everybody's looking, I mean, this, the league has gone to a quarterback, you know, uh, you know, kind of league, but you need guys that are difference makers to be able to catch the ball as well. And Jamar Chase is a difference maker. He's better than any of the, the receivers that were in this year's draft. And we know as far as how deep this year's draft was with receivers. Now, so, you know, and I don't want to bring a, I mean, a guy that we may hear, um, could be um, um, Justin Ross, the Clemson receiver. And the only reason I bring up Justin Ross is, uh, you know, looking at Jamar Chase, you know, no Joe Burrow, uh, you know, you're looking almost, what, 17, 1,800 yards receiving last year, 20 touchdowns. Probably going to be hard to duplicate it. We know NFL scouts are finicky. Um, do you think they'll hold the flame, you know, hold him to the fire a little bit if he doesn't produce those kind of numbers without Burrow? You know, I mean, because it's a, what have you done late me? And we know these, I think he's fantastic. But do you think a guy like Justin Ross, who will be with, you know, Trevor Lawrence all year, could put up better numbers. Do you think at the end of the day maybe Ross gives Chase a run for that number one title? Oh, yeah, I think so. And I think Ross is is definitely a high, you know, caliber guy as well. You know, he's got, you know, I think what kind of separates those guys right now is obviously Ross had some – uh, has an injury that he's dealing with right now, and you hope you know, hey, everything you know checks out well medically, you know, and that's obviously a huge you know evaluation there. He's a bigger receiver than than uh, Jamar Chase, and potentially a better receiver when it's all said and done. We just gotta you know let the season play out there. Awesome stuff. So four offensive guys at the top four picks, and now we're up to the fifth pick of the top thirty-two prospects in the twenty twenty-one draft. Justin, take us away. 
And we go back to the quarterback position. Like we talked about, these three quarterbacks this year are going to be just like we've had in those number of years, and that's Trey Lance, the quarterback out of North Dakota State, who's a third-year sophomore, most likely is going to come out. Last year didn't throw a single interception, um, rushed for over 1,000 yards, had 42 touchdowns overall. Um, you know, they're, they're supposed to play Oregon in their, their season opener, so that'll be a huge thing. Obviously, level of competition is all that. But we saw what, uh, what Carson Wentz coming out of that same school, um, you know, was number two overall pick there. And I think, you know, Trey Lance is going to be right there in the mix. You know, the NFL scouts love this guy, uh, love his intangibles. His dad, uh, you know, uh, played as far as a college level, you know, um, Definitely, as far as a high-level quarterback, again, the level of competition is going to hurt him or, you know, not necessarily hurt him, but that's going to be the biggest question mark for him um, when it's all said and done. So I think, you know, that, those three quarterbacks are far and, you know, I don't think we'll see another quarterback in that mix like we kind of had saw last year where we, you know, had Jordan Love being the fourth quarterback. I think there's only going to be three quarterbacks in the first round if the draft was, was held, held today. Actually, and I, I saw, uh, I was able to see Lance, uh, scout Lance when he came to YSU last year. And, uh, you know, they're fantastic kids. It's one of those things where you, you wish you were under, you know, you were discovering something that was undiscovered, but you know, he's such a well-known product already that, but when, when you watch him play, you know, you know, Justin, it is, there's certain guys when you don't know anything about them, you just, you know, you sit down, you put the binoculars on and you know, they're just better. And, and that was the thing I walked away with Trey Lance's, you know, this kid is special. And uh, he's definitely on that NFL draft radar as we approach, uh, you know, another draft year, year and a year away, but nonetheless, I mean, it's the next thing on the docket. Um, so we got five offensive guys and now we're off to the sixth pick. Who do you got uh, six overall? Well, I think Patrick Sertain, the corner out of Alabama, six, two over 200, you know, really a true shutdown corner, um, probably is the best available defensive player. His dad, obviously, was Patrick Sertain Sr., who was a Pro Bowl cornerback in the second-round pick, so he's got some uh, bloodlines there. Obviously, we know as far as what Alabama does, obviously, they, you know, corners. We talk about the passing game. If you can get a corner, that can be a true shutdown corner. It's true trying to take field away. We saw what the Detroit Lions did, you know, t- uh, taking uh, a corner in the, you know, with their first overall pick, you know, very high. And I think Patrick Sertain can be better than Jeff Akuda, who was the number one corner in this year's draft. Uh, so I think, you know, for Sertain's right there as, as, you know, going to be a high draft pick. Now, I'm high on Sertain. He's my Taylor Mays. I know Taylor Mays was a safety. <laughs> now, I hope, I, hope the NFL career, I hope the NFL career goes better for Sertain than it did for Taylor Mays. But just you know how much I love Taylor Mays coming out of USC, but I'm very high on Sertain. I love the NFL DNA. I thought his father was fantastic, and uh, I think this young man, uh, I mean, you know, it's another in a long line of uh, talented, uh, you know, Alabama defenders, but uh, I think this kid is the real deal. And uh, like you said, I I think he may be able to match um, Jeff Okuda, maybe possibly going third overall, as he did with the Lions this past draft. Um, So we got our first defensive guy off the board. He's a, uh, you know, Patrick Sustain's son. Patrick Sustain the second. So, uh, and an Alabama guy. So uh, lo and behold, we got an Alabama guy off the board at six. So who's seventh on your board? I think you go Micah Parsons, the linebacker out of Penn State. You know, he really kind of came on. You know, he was a highly recruited high school uh, guy, but then he really really came on at the end of the season there for Penn State, made a ton of plays, really showed his potential. He's got the ability to make plays all over the field. 
you know, we saw kind of what the Arizona Cardinals wanted there in Isaiah Simmons. You know, this guy is, is more of a true linebacker, you know, 6'3", 240 pounds, but still can move around and run. Uh, he's a special defender. And when you're looking to be able to, to kind of take down some of these tight ends, uh, be able to still defend the run, I think as far as Micah Parsons is a guy you're going to be looking for there. Right. Linebacker, you carry into this and then they line. Michael Parsons, and uh, yeah, he's a horse. I mean, yeah, he. I mean, you're talking about a three-down linebacker uh, guy that doesn't have to come off the field. Um, so uh, now we had the hot spot, five offensive guys, two now in a row. Um, number eight for you. I think you go as far as you know back still to the to the defensive side and uh, Sean Wade, the cornerback at Ohio State. Many people thought he was going to uh, come out early this year. We saw two Ohio State cornerbacks get drafted in the first round. Sean Wade is is better than Damon Arnett, who was a first round pick for the Raiders. Uh, you know, I think Sean Wade's a, a potential top ten pick at the cornerback position there. Yeah, I, I don't want to get off base, but I mean, I mean, I think everyone. Uh, the Damon Arnett pick, I mean, talented kid, but maybe not for the Raiders to take as high as you did. What were your thoughts on that? And also, yeah, why, I, why do teams you think? Why do you think teams do that when you you know this guy's not? He doesn't have the grade, even though he's your favorite. I mean, drop down a few spots, grab something else. Well, I think sometimes, as far as and I agree with you, in the far as that evaluation for Damon Arnett, but I think uh, you know sometimes you know teams just say, okay, hey. He's our, he's what we want. Coaches fall in love with the, okay, Hey, he fits our scheme and stuff like that. And so then they're, they have to then, you know, kind of reach, they say, well, we don't know if we, if we drop down, you know, five spots, is he still going to be there? You know, you know, what will happen there? They, they obviously, you know, teams, you know, get scared of other teams, you know, drafting, you know, their guy and, and not, you know, really kind of holding to, okay, hey, we can, we can find who we, who we want and trust in the board. And I think that's where the Raiders were like, hey, we got to win now. We're getting a guy who fits our scheme. This is the guy who we like, and we're going to go ahead and overdraft him. Yeah, and then again, I mean, it happens. But, and then, you know, and, and I liked Arnett too. I mean, I think even one of my mock drafts, I had him, um, I think, going with a 30-second pick to the Chiefs at the time. But, you know, I kind of changed it. But lo and behold, he does end up in the first round. So we got uh, eight picks off the board. Who's number nine, Justin? I think as far as we're sailing defensively, Marvin Wilson, the defensive tackle out of Florida State, uh, another guy who came back you know, for his senior season and is hoping that he can do what Derek Brown did, uh, you know, coming back for his senior season, you know, be able to dominate, go to the senior bowl and, and turn it into a top 10, uh, you know, grade. And I think, you know, Marvin Wilson's right there in terms of an interior, if you know, pass rush, interior a defender, a guy who can be wreck havoc there in the middle of your defense there. Yeah, definitely, and uh, like he's he's a good one, and like I said, I, I totally follow suit on the idea that uh, coming back as a uh, Derek Brown type protege, and uh, again the Auburn standout, and uh, like I said, uh, expect big things for him in uh, Carolina. So uh, we're at nine, and we're gonna um, get the top ten in so far as we move through the top thirty-two prospects for the twenty twenty NFL Draft. Kind enough to uh, get this news from Justin Van Poof and the NFL Draft Guru. So Justin, who's ten? I think Justin Ross, like you talked about in terms of Jamar Chase, I mean, he's right there. Um, you know, this is a guy who's a 6'4", 205 pounds. T. Higgins is going to be gone, so he's going to get going to be legit the number one, you know, target there for, for Lawrence. He's got great hands, you know. We saw him kind of break out uh, a couple of years ago in the national championship game against Alabama, uh, you know, and, and just has not – disappointed as a sophomore and I don't expect to disappoint as a junior and be you know be that you know really you know force that that kind of 
number one receiver discussion between him and Jamar Chase. Excellent stuff. Once again, you're listening to the 2021 Top 32 NFL Draft Prospect Preview Show featuring Justin Van Poop on the NFL Draft Guru. If you miss any of those shows in their entirety, there you know they're free and available at iTunes and Blog Talk Radio, and you can listen to those at your leisure. So we got the top 10 guys off the board. Now we move on to number 11, Justin. Who is it? Sam Cosby, uh, Cosby um, from Texas. Uh, the offensive tackle, again, you know, for as those guys are hard to come by in terms of those true left tackles to be able to, you know, pass protect. He's a guy who could have came out this year in terms of being a redshirt uh, sophomore this past year, came back as a, you know, redshirt junior, expected to uh, declare, uh, but definitely a, big, a guy who can, you know, protect the, the blind side of that quarterback. Definitely, and uh, so you can never have enough of them. They're, you know, and they're big money guys. Once you uh, establish yourself in the National Football League, I mean, if you could be a solid left tackle, you're almost making uh, quarterback money. Um, number twelve, Justin. Well, I think you know, as far as you know, we get back to another skill guy uh, there from Alabama, and we talk about uh, Jalen Waddle, a guy who can not only return punts. Uh, but also catch the ball, uh, a speedster. We saw as far as what the, the receivers did. Obviously, Henry Ruggs, you know, went high, was no, number one receiver because of the speed that he ran. I think, you know, he's not to the level of, uh, you know, Jamar Chase and Justin Ross, but he's just a slight notch below those guys. And guys are looking for that Tyree kill. They're looking to put up a point offensively. And I think it's a copycat league. We saw what, you know, the – the Chiefs did to be able to win the Super Bowl with all the speed and the talent out there on the outside, and I think teams will do that, and Jalen Waddle will be the beneficiary of that. Excellent. And just so you folks out there listening, that's the uh, third wide receiver off the board as we move to the 13th pick, and, and we will find out as the show uh, uh, goes on. But uh, last year there were six receivers taken in the first round, and we'll see if we have more than six or six at least as we move through this 2021 draft preview with Justin Van Poulpen. So off to number 13, Justin, who do we got? Well, you know, as far as, you know, this is kind of where you think, okay, hey, it's going to be kind of the, the standpoint of wh- what are people's kind of flavor, uh, you know, there, um, you know, in terms of, you know, then I think the, kind of the talent kind of just kind of drips a little, you know, a little bit. But I think the, the, the tight ends is another offensive, you know, weapon there. And we've, we've seen as far as those guys get drafted, you know, higher than some people have thought. And the, to me, the best, you know, tight end in this year's draft is, is the tight end out of uh, Penn State, Pat Firemuir, who can just kind of do it all. Another guy who, you know, was thought about, you know, coming out for this year's draft but decided to come back. And, you know, Pat Firemuir from, from Penn State, 6'5", 260 pounds, a guy who's, uh, you know, again, people are copycat league. They like as far as the Travis Kelsey's, uh, you know, those type of tight ends, and he's the best in this year's class. Yeah, like I said, and a couple of look at Penn State with uh, two guys in the top 13. Uh, so uh, definitely some uh, high draftable guys coming out of uh, Happy Valley. Um, 14, Justin? Well, I think, you know, again, you know, I think as far as you go back to defensively, um, as far as that to Alabama, Dylan Moses, uh, linebacker there, you know, uh, he's he's had some injuries uh, as far as had a torn ACL, but if he can put it all together, he's, you know, similar to Dante Hightower, um, you know, and, and a good, definitely a guy who's a, a playmaker there at the next level. Yeah, probably a guy, I mean, I, I – 
I think you would agree. I mean, if he doesn't get hurt this past year, he's probably, you know, on an NFL roster right now, and he would have declared. But he heads back to Bama. And, again, uh, just for our benefit and his as well, more importantly, I mean, if he stays healthy, he's going to be a fun, fun kid to watch as the uh, his future grows. Um, Justin, 15 here on your 2021 top 32 draft prospect preview. I think you go Walker Little, the tackle from Stanford. Again, another guy who is highly, you know, thought of. If he doesn't get hurt in the first couple of weeks, there at Stanford is gone and is a is a first round draft pick. I think you know uh, he, you know, the injuries isn't going to hurt him that much. Just going to, you know, take another year to get to the NFL. But if he's there, he he goes, uh, you know, top fifteen type talent. Now, do you? I'm I'm curious too. Like you know, you have Penny Sewell going third. Overall, I mean, this past draft in terms of offensive linemen, you know, you had so many guys. I mean, uh, you know, when you think of all the names on, you know, on that list, I mean, but I think it was more, uh, you know, when you looked at all those guys, it, it was like your cup of tea um, in terms of, you know, do, you know, did you like uh, Isaiah Wilson? Do I like Andrew Thomas? Do you like Tristan Wirfs, Austin Jackson? I mean, Mekdi Becton. Um, do you think next year's draft class, will have that same flavor or is Penny Sewell like the, the legit heads and shoulders above a guy like Walker Little at this point? I think he's, you know, legit head and shoulders. I, again, I think he's a franchise left tackle. I think Walker Little is, re- you know, really good. But I think in terms of he's a, a couple of, uh, you know, notches, you know, below what Penny Sewell is. Penny Sewell, like I said, like that Jake Long you know, hey, potentially, if you know, if you don't need a quarterback and you need a guy to protect, let's say Cincinnati's back on the clock and they don't, you know, they want to move their their left tackle uh, two years ago to to right tackle and they they say, okay, hey, you know, there, I mean, that's where you you go, okay, hey, we can we can get kind of those bookends there. Um, you know, I think that's where you know, then if you don't need a quarterback, and you can't get to trades where teams that need a quarterback, he could be a guy who could legitimately be a number one overall pick. Awesome stuff. So, I mean, that's a great insight. And so we're off to the 16th pick, uh, halfway through the uh, 32 teams. Uh, who's the 16th guy off the board, Justin? Well, I think in as far as, you know, again, another guy who could have came out early this, last year is coming back to Oklahoma, the best center uh, in, the, in the last couple of years, you know, in terms of his Creed Humphreys out of Oklahoma, and, and definitely a guy who people are very high on uh, and looking forward to seeing what he can do here at the next level. Awesome. And, you know, what? And there's always a center sneaked in there. We've seen it year after year, um, you know, a guard or a center kind of uh, getting higher up the boards as uh, teams kind of value them more. Um, so, you know, we're, we're over halfway through now. We're moving on to the seventh team pick. Um, who are you going to present to us? Uh, Paulison Abelo, the cornerback out of Stanford, another guy who, who came back uh, to Stanford. Again, we talk about big corners. Everybody's looking for those physical guys over 6'1", and, and that's what he is. He's a 6'1", 190-pound uh, cornerback there, and, and definitely as far as a talent. Definitely, and a uh, Pac-12 kid and uh, a talented one at that. And, uh, yeah, I, I like that pick. And, I, I you know, again, you, I mean, again, top-flight DBs, um, you, you know, they have such a, you know, as you mentioned with Sertain, I mean, these guys have such a, possibility of really jettisoning up uh, the draft boards granted we're so far away but nonetheless a guy like that with his potential um easily could be a top 10 guy also could slip but again if you have that potential of that position it's always a, a good thing to have 18 justin uh javon holland the safety out of oregon you know as far as great open field tackler got ball skills you know just um 
you know, can make a ton of plays all over the field. Also a punt returner. So he's got some dual threat ability there to, you know, once he gets his hands uh, you know, on the ball, you know, can make plays at the next level. Awesome. Number 19. You know, I think, uh, you know, we go back to the receiver position and Rashad Bateman out of uh, Minnesota, again, had a great year last year, um, even with, you know, his counterpart, uh, Tyler Johnson uh, there. But, you know, he was, you know, the number one receiver there at the, on that team. And, and definitely as far as, uh, you know, that's, that's the thing people are looking for is number one receivers. Definitely, and uh, like I said, big year. And uh, like I said, uh, I you know I, I, I like what the Gophers do. I just like guys that come out that uh, you know. Uh, I just I like I like Gopher guys. I feel confident with them. Um, how about number twenty, Justin? As we move forward through this thing, I think you stay at the you know the receiver uh, position. You go back to Alabama, a guy again who people thought would have came up this year and went back is Devontae Smith. Uh, you know there. I mean, Rugs and, and Judy were you know top fifteen picks, and, and Waddle's a guy who's uh, right there. And but Devontae Smith, I mean they they had four receivers uh, were legit number one you know overall picks. And, and, you know, in last year's team and, and, you know, two went this, this, this year and two are going to go, you know, next year. And Devontae Smith uh, is, is definitely right there at the high level there. Excellent. So with the 20th pick, we got another receiver two in a row, which uh, gives us a uh, four for the 2021 class, uh, two shy of the 2020 mark. Um, who's 21, Justin? I think, you know, again, we're talking about guys who, who could have came out this year and, um, you know, and we're looking for a pass rusher. Everybody's looking for the pass rusher and probably one of the better ones in this year's class is from Wake Forest, uh, Carlos Basham, um, the guy who, you know, who will be a true senior. Um, you know, okay, can he again, you know, like Marvin Wilson, hey, go do everything, go to the senior bowl and, and really go ahead and solidify himself as a, a top, you know, first round draft pick. Awesome. Yeah, talented kid. Again, talking about positions where you can really boost your draft stock if he has a big year. If college football happens, um, again, uh, defensive ends, uh, a big price ticket as well. 22, Justin? Alex Leatherwood, another guy from Alabama who could have came out this year, decided to come back, um, you know, but he's a guy who's a talented offensive you know, linemen can play tackle or could probably, you know, get inside their guard. But again, as far as to p- protect the passer, you know, he can do that there. Yeah. I mean, uh, and he's a kid that, I mean, there was points throughout his collegiate career so far. I mean, you know, he's been considered a top 10 type guy. I mean, he's that talented. And again, you know, getting back to that offensive lineman thing. I mean, you can't have enough of them. Um, we are 22 picks into the 32 top 32, 21 2021 draft picks and Justin Van Poole and the NFL draft guru kind enough to share his knowledge and uh, talk about who these guys may be as we look with an eye on the future towards the 2021 NFL draft. Um, Justin, who's 23? Well, we go far to, to Miami, um, Gregory Rosen's the, the defensive edge guy there who's, you know, who's been very productive. Again, I think we're looking for who's going to be that number one kind of pass rusher guy. He could be, uh, as far as Carlos Basham could be there, you know, but that definitely a guy to keep your eye on in terms of being that defensive end uh, player. Definitely, and uh, another Carlos. Um, Twenty-four. Uh, again, we're going to the you know defensive edge uh, position, defensive end, and Xavier Thomas out of Clemson. Uh, you know, again, a highly recruited top 
you know, five high school recruit coming out of uh, high school when he went to Clemson needs to have more production, but you, you assume that he will do here this in his, his third season there at Clemson. Awesome. So a little bit of a run on defensive guys uh, on the uh, the back here from 20 on. Um, 25? Let's stay, stay at the defensive line there. Tyler um, Shelvin, the defensive tackle from LSU. I know how much you love LSU defenders. Uh, this guy is just kind of that, you know, prototypical defensive tackle, you know, 4-3, you know, hole plugger, but it's got some pass rush ability there. Yeah, I, I, you know me, Justin. I, you know, you know. I just, I think, I just love LSU defenders. Kind of goes back to the Minnesota Gophers things. I mean, it doesn't matter how they pan out. I just like them coming out of college. And uh, you know, I mean, you know, like Antoine Winfield. Uh, you know, like you said, Johnson. I mean, uh, um, even though he didn't get picked, I know he's an undrafted kid to the Carolina Panthers. And Rodney Smith, the running back. You know, I mean, uh, guys, I, I just think they got a solid uh, foundation. Number twenty-six on your board right now, Justin. Well, we're, we're again a cornerback, large cornerbacks. So we're always looking for these links guys to be a, a true shutdown corner. That's Tyson Campbell out of Georgia. Again, another big corner. Uh, that's kind of the the in vogue thing here in the NFL is guys that are over six one uh, to play that press man to be able to get those number one receivers like the Michael Thomases. Um, you know, defending those type of guys uh, there, but you need size to be able to do that. Yeah, definitely, and uh, yeah. 27? Uh, we're going to go back to the offensive side and uh, Kyle Pitts, the, uh, the tight end from Florida, again, for his kind of that game changer, can not only can flex out, be that, that kind of wide tight end there, you know, being the playmaker there. And so I think, he, you know, we're going to have some runs on some, you know, the tight ends this year. Nice. And uh, it's always fun to get those tight ends, you know, throw them in the mix on um, we wouldn't be reluctant to have success with these high-end uh, tight ends. Usually all the stars seem to come a little bit farther down the draft board, but nonetheless, um, you know, first-round talents, first-round talent for the evaluators. Um, 28 for you, Justin. Uh, Ty Smith, the offensive line from Tennessee, was the number one high school recruit. You know, had some blood clot issues, but in terms of talent, in terms of playing tackle or guard, um, you know, he's, he's very talented. Again, the health issue is going to be kind of where, you know, Hey, the blood clots can kind of stay under control and he can, you know, play and play consistently. He's a guy who's got all the talent in the world. I like him. Yeah. And, uh, so Tennessee guy off the board, a Florida guy off the board, Georgia guy, LSU. So that's the last four SEC schools. And then we had the Miami, the ACC, to jump in there before a couple of Bama guys. Um, 29 off the board, Justin. Well, let's, let's stay with the SEC, and let's stay as far as the cornerback's uh, position. You got Josh Job, the cornerback out of Alabama, um, you know, just a talented, uh, you know, guy and, you know, highly recruited, you know, player there. And, you know, with, with that Nick Saban system, play opposite of Patrick Sertain. Um, there, I think it's just going to, you know, those guys are going to be able to lock down those outside receivers. And, uh, yeah, and again, so we got Bama. Bama's had a hefty, uh, solid day so far. I mean, uh, I mean, what, I think, uh, what, six, five or six Bama guys? Yeah, I mean, um, and again, the, and that's that's normal, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's par for course. I mean, if you're going to do it, um, you're going to see a lot of Crimson Tide in, in the uh, – 
in the landscape of the first round of the 2020 draft or 2021 draft, any draft that we've looked at over probably the last decade, you're going to see a ton of Bama guys. Um, number 30, Justin, on your uh, top 32 2021 big board. Well, you know, we might as well stay in the, with Alabama and go the Bryant <laughs> Ray, you know, a 6'5", 300-pound guy. Um, you know, again, they're just they're just loaded and guys that they just kind of just kind of they don't you know rebuild they reload and just their their class they just come in waves in terms of for, for the high school recruiting and he's no, no different you know um, just a, you're looking at the guys that we saw you know uh, what they've been able to do with that defensive uh, line um, you know in the past of guys that's been high draft picks and uh, Bryant Ray could be another one. Yeah, and like you said, they do not rebuild. They just reload, and there's, you know, five-star recruits, four-star recruits across the board, and uh, like you said, they make it look easy. Um, So we got two left, and it's been fantastic just to kind of talk some uh, football, and I haven't spoke to you for a while since we've done a show, but it's just kind of nice to find a little bit of a groove, and we always appreciate it. But um, So we got two more picks left, Justin. Um, Who's 31? Well, as far as we'll go stay with the defensive line, um, Jay Tuflo from USC, um, you know, as far as a guy who's 6'3", 305, 310 pounds, you know, very versatile, you know, as far as a playmaker there with the USC Trojans out there in the Pac-12. I like it. I like it, yeah. He's a guy I'm high on, too. I like, and uh, I guess getting back to the Taylor May USC days. Um, 32 for on your board, <laughs> Justin? I think, you know, as far as a lot of people like um, Jalen Mayfield, the offensive tackle uh, from Michigan, who played really to a high level, um, you know, last year against Chase Young, and that's kind of what put him on the radar. He's got to be able to continually to do it, you know, you know, not just against Chase Young, but got to be consistent. He's got some upside, got some potential, and as far as the tackle position, offensive tackle, it's hard to to find those guys to play left tackle, and those guys are valuable. They, like you said, uh, they get paid, you know, big bucks to protect the quarterback, who we know, you know, gets paid even more than the, the you know, than the tackle. But he's definitely a valuable commodity to have. Justin, fantastic job. Um, I'm sure our listeners had to enjoy it. Is one uh, we just all crave a little uh, football news, and uh, it's, it's so quiet. I mean, we'd be accustomed to OTAs, rookie mini camps. Um, that stuff's all on hold right now as we await the opening of NFL camps, and then you know, obviously, hopefully, we get this thing back in in order as we all, all crave this sport, and hopefully, we get college football. And uh, I guess absent of that, I mean, we just got to kind of you know, wish hope that the world gets back to normal. Now, um, I have a question now, you know, we, we mentioned the top uh, three quarterbacks and, and Lawrence Fields and uh, Lance. I mean, uh, if you had to squeeze one more quarterback, I mean, is it Jamie Newman from Georgia, um, Kellen Mould, Texas, and uh, maybe J.K. Costello, Mississippi State, um, maybe Tanner Morgan, the minister. I mean, well, if you had to squeeze one more guy into that first round, who would be that outside quarterback that, you know, could possibly jogging into that first round? You know, maybe a guy who you didn't mention in Brock Purdy from Iowa State, Iowa you State. know. Uh, you know, I think, you know, you know, I think that's the thing. It's like you said, that's going to be the big thing is I don't think there's, I think there's those three quarterbacks. And then, I mean, I've seen Jamie Newman in people's mock drafts and stuff like that. But again, he was coming from a standpoint where it was a kind of a uh, one read offense there at Wake Forest. We'll see what he he's going down to Georgia. We'll see what he'll be able to do there. Yeah, and another guy who hasn't played, who 
if 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 you know if you want to take kind of a stock that he's a he's a low stock right now and he could you know be that fourth quarterback. What about Christian McCaffrey's younger brother, Dylan McCaffrey at Michigan? How to recruit a guy? You know, um, I, I I you know you see a little bit of him playing there. You know, there at Michigan, but. I, uh, you know, if you've seen any of his high school stuff, I mean, outstanding. You talk about a guy who's got all the athleticism as far as his dad. You know, Ed McCaffrey played in the NFL. His dad now the head coach uh, there in, in a college program there at Northern Colorado. His brother, highest paid running back. Uh, Dylan McCaffrey could sneak in there and be that fourth quarterback or maybe he challenges there depending on what happens but he's a guy who if you took him just talent alone and and you had to make me pick somebody i'm going dylan mccaffrey the fourth quarterback oh that's a great great insight i love that evaluation right there justin that's why we love bringing you on man uh you're just so rounded in, in, in terms of uh, knowledge. It's just, uh, I love it. I love talking with you. You bring so much insight that uh, very few have. Justin, man, hey, I can't wait to do another show, and, uh, you know, we'll get this thing going. But, hey, man, enjoy the rest of your day. And, you know, I always appreciate you. Our audience appreciate you. We always get the best numbers when you join the program to kind of share um, what you have uh, in your wheelhouse. But it, until then, man, uh, stay safe and healthy out there. Same thing to you, Bo. We'll talk soon, brother. All right, man. Once again, that is Justin Van Poolpen, the NFL draft guru, kind enough to join us and share the top 32 picks for the 2021 draft as of today. And, again, Justin just brings a tremendous amount of insight and knowledge. And, uh, you know, it just goes beyond mock drafts. I mean, this guy is so intertwined with so many things on the inside of the sport that we you know most of us are very unfamiliar with and uh, he's been able to do and you know in terms of running all-star games and, and, and being an uh, NFL agent I mean there's so many things that he does very few could put on their resume so as always a big shout out to Justin if you want to follow him on Twitter it's J Van Fulpen that's one L and the Fulpen so J-V-A-N-F-U-L-P-E-A-N give him a follow on Twitter big shout out to him for joining us here on the C this has been a c2p exclusive with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.